Hello and welcome to the Women Who Flourish podcast. My name is Alia and I'm an empowerment coach specializing in confidence and self-love. If really getting to know who you are, own who you are, and love who you are is something that's important to you, then this is definitely the show for you. I'm obsessed with helping women step into the next version of themselves so they can bring out the fire that's sitting inside of them, start taking aligned action, and become ready to receive so much abundance and success. Thank you for being here with me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's grow together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode. I am so, so, so excited for the topic today. So we're going to be delving into a really important topic, and this is a topic of imposter syndrome. This is something that I work with a lot of women on. I support a lot of women in in working through especially high achieving women who are really, really looking to excel in their career. So to join us in this really exciting discussion today, I've invited a very, very special guest to join us to delve really deep into this topic. So we're joined by Anna Osei-Kofi. So to give you a little bit of a background about who Anna is, Anna is a public speaker. She's a public health policy specialist and senior executive program officer who works with Public Health England on their international health regulations program. She is a vice president of education and president select of a North London public speaking club, which is part of Toastmasters International. She is passionate about mentorship and started her own mentoring initiative called Academic Outfitters based in Ghana. And she is currently undertaking her doctorate in public health in the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Anna was one of my first coaching clients back in 2017 and was a member of my first group coaching program, Build Confidence, Feel Fabulous. Anna, welcome. I am so excited to have you here today. How are you I am good. I'm really, really good. Thank you, Alia, for having me. I was listening to that and I was like, who is she talking about? I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> like, really? Is that me? <laughs> So Anna and I worked together, didn't we, back in public health? Oh my gosh, are we going to go there? <laughs> Anna was actually my work wife. We colleagues. <laughs> so she, everyone needs a work wife in the workplace. It's, it's, it's good, it's good. I've, I've got a lot of dirt on Alia in case anyone wants to reach out to me. <laughs> and ask me how she was as a colleague. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She was a very hard worker, but also very mischievous. No, I'm joking. She was good. She was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to have fun as well along the way. You do. You do. Yeah. Very, very important. Very, really excited. You know, I think you're the perfect person to, you know, talk about this topic with today. You know, I've seen you really grow on your journey and do amazing things. And honestly, I'm so proud mm-hmm. of you as well. Mm-hmm. What I love about our friendship is that I feel like we're really each other's cheerleaders and we're mm-hmm. always like... You know, cheering each other on along the way while we're watching each other grow and I think it's so important you know to have friends like that in yeah. your life and so you know we share a lot about kind of what we're going through our challenges as well and I thought you know as I said I think you'd be the perfect person to you know delve into this topic today of imposter syndrome before we begin just kind of you know tell us a little bit about yourself Anna Okay, so my name is Anna Ose Coffey. I am, as you mentioned, I work for Public Health England. I am absolutely passionate about public speaking and peer mentorship. So as a result of that, um, I've stepped forward to be um, like the vice president of education in my local Toastmasters club. So I know some of you might be thinking like, why would you mention that as the first thing? But guys, it's just so amazing. It's really, really helped open up my eyes to myself um, in my personal journey um, as a professional and as an individual. So I'm passionate about public speaking. I'm passionate about mentorship and mentoring others to be the best version of themselves. And I'm also a public health um, specialist that's interested in policy, um, especially in developing countries. Being um, Ghanaian, got two passports, a British passport and a Ghanaian passport. And um, like, I'm really, I love being African and I love traveling back home and just kind of seeing how I can contribute to just the development and betterment of, of, of GH. Um, I love Afro beats. I love to dance. I love to eat. I love to laugh. You'll hear us laugh a lot on this podcast. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much me. That's lovely. That's really, really great. Sounds like you have a lot of, you know, really great things that you're passionate about, that you're interested in. 
as well. So, and even, you know, as you mentioned, you started with Toastmasters. I think it's really great that you kind of got out of your comfort zone and you decided yeah. to develop the skill of public speaking as well. You know, how has it helped you? Oh my gosh. Like in just so many different ways. So you force yourself literally to go up in front of people and go over that barrier of the whole, oh my gosh, are they going to assassinate my character? Are they going to assassinate my image? Are they, what are they thinking about yeah. me when they're looking, you know, listening to me speak? And um, it really is the gift of confidence because once you force yourself over and over again, eventually it becomes nothing. Like it's like, oh, well, like I'm just going to speak here and, you know, deliver my truth and then keep it moving and continue to be the best version of me that I can be. So it's, it's helped me massively. Um, and I, think I recommend it to everybody. It should be essential in That's schools, really in workplaces. Yeah. yeah. And surely it's really helped you as well with, you know, leading you know, academic outfits with obviously your work as well, because it's, it's something that we're not taught really, is it? We're just kind no. of thrown into the workplace and then we're like, okay, here, give presentations now. And then you're like, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been there myself a lot. So if you can, yeah, alongside, you know, your work, develop the skill. This is why developing these skills are so important alongside, you know, working hard at our, our jobs as well. Yeah, for real, for real. So let's dive into the topic of imposter syndrome. So I know there'll be a lot of people, you know, kind of listening today and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, what is imposter syndrome? What does that yeah. mean? What's your definition of imposter syndrome? <laughs> okay, for me, I like to focus on the word syndrome in that term, like imposter syndrome. Like, okay, for me, a syndrome is a set of behaviors that accompany um, a, a, a kind of a challenge or an issue. And I, you know, that saying fear or insecurity makes you do some dumb stuff mm. that for me is imposter syndrome when you feel insecure about you know being in a, posi- a particular situation or having a particular opportunity is the set of behaviors that accompany that fear essentially it's a set of behaviors that accompany that insecurity and that set of behaviors can it there's a whole spectrum it can include just not speaking when you're in like a meeting um not being yourself not being your usual quirky relaxed self around certain people who you think deem you to be like um completely underqualified um feelings of guilt that oh my gosh I shouldn't be here because someone else should be here because I just do not deserve this opportunity um behaviors such as stuttering even or um just like looking over your shoulder constantly or not delivering at your best because you say you think I cannot do this I cannot do this I cannot do this when actually you don't know what you what you can and can't do you need to try girl try like you know give yourself an opportunity if if you're there then there must be some reason as to why you're there most of the time so yeah um that's what it means to me I love that. And I love that you just said there about if you're there, there's a reason why you're there. You know, even just describing it in the way that you did about behaviors, it's really powerful, that description of it's a set of behaviors. It's, it's not you. It's oh, the way you're behaving. It's actions that you're carrying out that are leading you to cause, that are causing you to feel this way. Yeah, definitely. It, it totally is. It's not you. It's not that you're weird. <laughs> Because I used to be like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And it's nothing to do with being, you know, you being weird or odd in any way, shape or form. Um, It really just is the thought process that's manifesting these behaviours within you. Um, And it's all linked to feeling insecure about the opportunity that you have and where you are. And it doesn't stem from within you. It stems from outside of you, your impression from, you know, how others perceive you. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's really about, you know, feeling like, feeling like you're a fraud, feeling like you don't belong, you don't deserve to be in the position that you're at. And it's something that definitely is experienced more by high achievers. And this is, I see this so much with women who are, you know, very successful in their careers. Um, oh have, you know, they've really worked their way up. They're doing amazingly, you know, on paper, people see them in a very positive light you know they're always getting positive feedback but but they just fail to see that themselves they Definitely. really fail to see what everyone else sees they're just like i don't understand i got here by luck you know i'm mm-hmm. a fraud mm-hmm. i i really don't see what they see and you know this 
has a really negative impact on on you on how you shop and how you feel because it's not just about you know doing well at work being successful in your career you actually have to it's very important for you to experience the journey as well for you to be present in the journey for you to enjoy it as well because if you're not then it just leads to a lot of you know anxiety it leads to you feeling frustrated it leads to you you know, hiding yourself away. And that's yeah. just not good for anyone. So this is a really, you know, important, you know, topic to, to really delve into and, and, and think like, if this is something you're going through, then you don't have to feel this way. You know, there are things that you can do, steps that you can take to start to over mm-hmm. to overcome this. Um, so, you know, and there's also research showing that, you know, up to 70% of um, people experience imposter syndrome. So it's, yeah. it's very common as well. Mm. Um, you know, experience signs of imposter syndrome. So, I mean, Anna, has there been any times in your life or maybe during your career where you felt like an imposter? Oh my gosh, all the time, all the time, Alia. I feel like the higher I go, um, the the more it happens. Um, and sometimes it happens in, in the situation where it's like, oh my gosh, I think I, I thought I conquered this. Like I've been in this forum before, I've been in this set of meeting before the set of meetings before I've been around these these people before why is this coming back and I just want to encourage anyone out there actually before I go into specific examples um that just because it comes back it doesn't mean like you failed you know it's it's something that you you constantly have to keep on pushing back sometimes people like um get over it and maybe never come back or they'll do it for the long term and it you know comes back once or twice or thrice over their career and some people they have to constantly go against it that's just life sometimes you know that's just like fear you know sometimes you know they say fear doesn't go away you just have to acknowledge that it's there and just be bold and courageous anyway and just go past it um but yeah like uh totally um i mean i can think of a project i'm working on right now where i i don't know how (laughs) you see imposter syndrome i don't know how but like I've been um, included and invited to sit on a panel of, of um, a steering committee and it's, it's quite a high level international program. Okay. And it, it like, I'm just, and they put my picture up and I'm like, who is that girl? Like, why is she, why is she there? <laughs> why is she there with all these consultants? Why is she there with all these people? Yeah. Um, and there's, of course I should be there. Why shouldn't I be there? You know, if, 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 if I'm, you know, I, I don't know, by your listeners, I don't know if they've, you know, the religious or anything, but you know, I feel like if God put me there, I'm meant to be there. Or there's a reason as to why someone saw something in me in terms of my merit and that the value that I'm adding to the group as a whole that justified me being invited. So therefore, by that virtue, I should be there. And while I'm here, I'm going to make the most of my opportunity. Um, so there's always been times in meetings in 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 programs panels steering committees Mm. even public speaking like it's there but it's fine just address it recognize it move past you deserve to be there you absolutely do and well done to you as well for having a seat at that table you know for working and you yeah you absolutely deserve to be there you worked so hard you know you put in the hours you put in the effort and i want to ask you know now that you've got to this place of recognizing and owning the fact that you deserve to be there how like what difference does that make massively massively it makes a a whole lot of difference because when you have this this kind of um i guess mentality of of reject of rejection because i i feel like it's 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 a form of rejection rejection you're rejecting yourself if you embrace imposter syndrome and you kind of don't make an effort to push past it you are really rejecting yourself you're rejecting the opportunities that come your way you're, you're rejecting your potential um, development in your future and that shows on you you're totally kind of like shrouding yourself in rejection and people see that and they start to question like if she's rejecting herself then why should I reject her you know I don't think people like consciously process it like that but it's a subconscious instant decision that people make when you kind of carry that behavior or kind of energy around you to address it and to move past it it has opposite effect people start to once you start to accept yourself and start to accept this opportunity that's been put in front of you people start to accept you they're like oh wow maybe she should be here maybe there's something i've missed maybe there's you know maybe this is the reason why they invited her what an amazing point she's put up her hand she said something she's put something forward she's she's um offered up an idea um so 
yeah, it has the opposite effect. And you start to feel better as a result of that because it's like a positive feedback mechanism. When you get past it and you put yourself out there and you're like, no, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to offer this idea. I am going to show up and be my best self and prepare well. When you do that and, and you speak it out and you do it, like, and you see what you bring and you see the value that it adds, you're like, hey, I am good. Like, you know, and you want to kind of keep coming back. And, and that's, that's just so healthy. It's, it's a good thing. Wow, that is really powerful right there. And you touched on something really important, which is, you know, however you show up, people see that. People see in you what you see in yourself. This is why, you know, I'm always all about confidence, right? This is why I really focus on why confidence is important. Because if you, if you don't feel confident in yourself and your abilities, then other people will see that. And to be honest, they won't feel confident in you how much will they trust you how much confidence will they have in you to Mm -hmm. you know take on the task successfully to perform well if you don't have that confidence and as you said when you start to show up you show up as your best self you show up like hey I'm meant to be here I'm ready I can Mm -hmm. do this you naturally instill confidence in people around you whether they're above you or they're you're managing them they're your subordinates you know which either way your colleagues or teammates Mm -hmm. they will have confidence in you so you know as you're saying it's i love that you realized that and you were like hey this is my place you know i deserve to be here and whatever i put in i'm going to get out Mm -hmm. so if you kind of hide away and think i'm not meant to be here i shouldn't be here then you're just going to you said about rejecting yourself wow i mean that is powerful you're rejecting you know you've you've like you've worked so hard over the years you've got all these skills and it means nothing yeah this is it you're rejecting the better version of you or like your brighter future like why no don't do that I don't mean it to sound like condemnatory like if anyone's listening like they're like oh my gosh I know I know I'm terrible I reject him like no it's not like that it's not to kind of make a rod for your back or anything like that It, it really is just to give you a bigger perspective you know, awareness is key, right? So, you know, sometimes we've got to get a bit uncomfortable with calling ourselves out on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, I love it. You know, love it, it. it isn't com- it isn't comfortable at all times. And that's why personal growth is uncomfortable because we're actually holding a mirror up to ourselves. We're calling ourselves out on, on what we're doing and being real. Yeah. And so, you know, you have two choices. You can either kind of hide away and be like, I don't want to face up to what I'm doing. I'd rather just hide it away but then you continue to feel like that, behave like that. Yeah, or you exactly. can be like, you know what? I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going to own my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that's where the growth is. That's when you have the power then to start making changes. Said it. She said it. She said it. <laughs> and, you know, I also want to touch on something that you said about um, as you as you worked your way up in, in your career, you've experienced it more. And I think one of the big reasons why we suffer from imposter syndrome is because we look at people around us who, you know, are ahead of us in the game. They're, they're really successful. They seem very knowledgeable. They know what they're doing and we're surrounded by them. And we're like, oh my God, like everyone is just knows what they're doing. Everyone's got their stuff together. And I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel so lost. And that's one of the big reasons, you know, that can make us feel like, you know, I'm I'm an imposter. I shouldn't be here. How did I get in? How did I get this position? That's the, that's the thing, comparison. I mean, do we want to go there? Do we want to open that box, Alia? Comparison can kill. Comparison can kill hopes. It can kill dreams. It can kill destinies. It can kill confidence. Comparison, comparison, comparison. And like, there are healthy means of comparison. But when you compare, like, make sure you're comparing like for like, you know, make sure you're not comparing your beginning with someone's end. You know, make sure you're not comparing you who has hustled your way up there with someone who maybe was you know handed an opportunity or someone who hasn't had to have had faced as many barriers as you like I said like for like but instead you don't you don't want me to go there girl on, on comparison you do not <laughs> want me to go itself, right it's, <laughs> a, it's an episode ma- in itself <laughs> it's a massive topic I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it's, 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 it's unfair to compare yourself to someone who, and this is very common, by the way, 
you're just compare yourself to someone who's been doing what you're doing for 10 years 15 years that's just so unfair that's lack of self-love right there you're and Mm. you know like you said compare yourself if you're going to or if you're going to look at those people use Mm. them as inspiration like what can i learn from them as opposed to i'll never be like them that's just very you know disempowering so you know i just want to kind of touch on as well like some of the the, 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 the behaviors that, you know, we experience when we are going through imposter syndrome. And, mm. you know, for one, it's really, you know, it's important to have, you know, high standards for yourself. I think it's important mm-hmm. to have standards, to work hard, but the, the kind of the challenge lies and, and the, you become paralyzed when like nothing is good enough. Yeah. You feel like you've just got to keep working, keep working and nothing you can do. You know, you've just got to keep it in order to prove yourself and mm-hmm. prove that you deserve to be there. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> it, it, that's a big, I think I love the fact that you use that word paralyzed, you know, Alia, like that word paralyzed is so powerful because it, that's, I can recall being in situations where I felt, and I'm looking at someone and I'm looking at their face and I'm like, they're thinking, oh, I'm so disappointed. Like I, I expected better from you. or I thought that you were, you know, I thought that you could deliver more than this or I don't know why you've got this position, but this other person who's clearly more, you know, qualified or whatever it is, hasn't. And the thing about me that I've actually noticed, which we can touch on actually, because it's through a, a journey of self-discovery through journaling. But the thing about me that I've noticed is that when I... I'm around people who I who I perceive are negative or have a negative perception of me, particularly in the context of work. I noticed that that would par- paralyze me with fear, right. and I literally couldn't even think. And when I say think, I'm talking about like in the context of a, a very sort of labor-intensive, mentally intensive meeting where you have to contribute. Um, discussion ideas opinion and I literally could not bring myself to process bits of information to to give anything valuable to the team because I'm paralyzed by fear and paralyzed by shame and guilt and a sense of feeling less than because these other people who I perceive to see me as less than are in the same room as me and that that is so so powerful that is so so powerful but there's a hack to that so Mm. we can talk about that can I ask you what the hack is? Yeah, so journaling. Journaling. I think, you know, counsellors are amazing. Psychologists and therapists are amazing. Um, they're good at what they do and they are a gift. However, you can count, counsel yourself. I really do feel like you can counsel yourself if you are, you know, if you do have the time. Um, sometimes people just, you know, that you know, pace of life and circumstances Sometimes you want to just pay and just be counseled and get that therapy. That's great. But if you, with lockdown with COVID, had a lot of time, obviously, um, to myself, like before and after work. And um, just, you know, even before, the year before last, actually, to be honest, I really started journaling in earnest and tracking back uh, kind of psych- psychological patterns and tendencies. So identifying behaviors in the day where I'm like, this makes me feel uncomfortable. I need to keep a tab on this mentally. And in the evening, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to brainstorm all the reasons as to why this particular situation made me feel uncomfortable. So having brainstormed that, um, I'd be like, okay, so I've, I've, I, that's touched. That's triggered me. Why has this triggered me? Okay, that's triggered me because of this. Why has that triggered me? Okay, that's triggered me. And I've learned so much about myself. So then the next time it happens, I'm like, I catch it. The moment the, the thing rears its ugly head, I catch it. So say, for example, I realized that um, I would take failure personally. Mm-hmm. And um, after a lot of journaling and processing and understanding where that comes from, I, I, I understood that it came from kind of like a lack of a winning mindset previously that like, because um, I'd never had, I had really had a long history of conquering certain challenges so therefore because I had had a history of conquering certain challenges um, I didn't have confidence in certain areas of work because I would just see that problem and be like I can't do it I can't do it and back off therefore I didn't build a legacy of conquering um, certain challenges and little battles 
Mm-hmm. So when I was confronted with, you know, having to do that task again, I'm like, well, I have no evidence that I'm, I'm capable of this. Therefore, I must not be capable. Therefore, when I tried and I failed, it was like, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you, boo. Nothing. You're great at this. Just push a bit harder. And even if you fail, get up and do it again and keep, you know, building those victories. And that will be evidence for you to look back on in the future that you can do it. Um, so I would say, oh, okay, if I'm failing, not a bad thing. It's just evidence that I'm trying. And then eventually I would start winning. I would start completing. I would start achieving um, in certain tasks and areas of work and, and not take it so personally there um, and, and not say, seeing it as there's something wrong with me because I keep on failing. Um, no, it's just, it's nothing wrong with you. Keep going. You, you'll get it. Yeah, journaling is so powerful. And just taking like breaks from social media as well, just breaks you know so you can just like process your own thought process your own life and (laughs) read your own life as a book so to speak so powerful that's incredible that's so incredible you really take you really take the time to delve deep within yourself like what is going on for me right now what am i feeling why am i feeling like this Mm. and it sounds like from all this journaling as well and from really reflecting you realize that a lot of it was just in your own head and it was, mm. it was not real. It wasn't facts. It was just, you know, how you felt. It was your feelings are not facts. Yeah. And when you actually wrote down the facts, you were like, actually, I've done really well. You built up like your bank of successes, essentially. And you look back and you're like, wow. And, and doing that is a really great way to build self-confidence. You know, you're building up mm. your bank and you can look back at it. And then you touched on something really great about failure you know, failure isn't failure. Failure doesn't mean that you're not meant to be doing this so that you should stop or you're in the wrong place. It just means, wow, you're on your way. You're on your way. Basically you're, you're making progress Mm. way more than if you weren't doing anything at all. If you weren't doing anything, you'd be stagnant. At least if you're failing, you're still moving in the direction. Yes. Love it. Absolutely. You've been bold enough in the first place. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and clearly it's, it's been working for you. Clearly it's been a huge factor in helping you to get to where you are now. And this is why having Mm. the self-awareness is so important as well. Yeah, absolutely. Understanding what your strengths are and also what the barriers are and working to remove them. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I know this sounds like really cheesy because again 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 like <laughs> i i can imagine the version like you should be growing every day i believe people you should be, you should be renewing our minds every day um you know you shouldn't be the same person that you were last year and the year before that like we should be getting um, better all the time aim for that i really feel like people should aim for that but like when i compare myself um with how i was two years ago i was the most cynical person if I was listening to this podcast, I'd be rolling my eyes now. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I, I just, you know, encourage anyone, just have a little space for open-mindedness because you never know where it could take you. And the reason why I say that is because my friend got me a gratitude journal. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she got me a gratitude journal. You See, you're very open-minded. When I got that thing, I was like, whatever. <laughs> you're really good you're good i'm like we we actually just i made you do some gratitude before this podcast didn't i (laughs) well i i know the power of it now i know see there was no eye roll do you see me i didn't roll my i didn't roll my eyes um (laughs) but, but like literally when she gave it to me i was like what are you trying to say what i i try to say i'm rude i try to say i'm great i'm a grateful what are you trying to say here that thing has blessed me so much that thing is beautiful i flood that thing with things that i'm grateful for all of all of the time and when i go back and read that thing wow it's so powerful it just is evidence of all of the things that i have accomplished built up been given have been born into i have had the opportunity to see experience feel you know it it, and it just is evidence for like when you do have those days where those lies just come at you 100 miles an hour and and you know you're nothing you don't deserve to be there you have low self-esteem you have low confidence well actually no i check my gratitude journal 
<laughs> and <laughs> and um, I, I checked that it said that, um, you know, I am grateful for, you know, despite the fact that I didn't get the support to do my 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 doctorate at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. I went ahead and did it anyway, and I'm getting distinctions. Um, you know, despite the fact that like I was, you know, it's really fearful about being a public speaker. Um, when I did my speech, I won best speaker of the evening. I'm grateful for the fact that you know I'm starting this business, um, and you know I'm you know employing people. Like, yeah, just so many. It's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? And, you know, you, you even spoke about, you know, being grateful for the challenges as well. You know, it's not just about being grateful for all the good things in your life, but also the challenges. When, you're, when you start, you know, um, practicing right. gratitude towards the challenges, then you start to see, you know, the things that it brought to you. And yeah, challenges are never easier. Challenge is a challenge. Challenges are never fun and a smooth ride. They're always mm. difficult. They bring out, you know, um, a lot from, they take a lot from us. But then it's kind of reframing that and saying like, wow, okay, I, you know, became more resilient. I was more courageous and it taught me to bounce back or it, it taught mm. me to pivot. It taught me to think of another solution. So it's really powerful that you shared that. So absolutely gratitude is amazing. And I'm really glad to hear it's, you know, worked wonders for you as well. Um, I actually just wanted to share a bit about um, some of the imposter syndrome that I experienced as well on my yeah. journey. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, so after, you know, completing my master's a few years ago, I, you know, I landed a, a role in a voluntary organization just a few months after graduating. And, you know, I, I loved the role. I, I, I worked, you know, I remember one time I, I was just so keen, you know, you know, you're a fresh grad and you're yeah. like working really hard. <laughs> and I remember saying to my manager, like, is there anything else I can do? And she was like, you can just chill out a bit, you know, <laughs> like, you can, you can, she's like, just chill. Like you've only been here a week. Exactly. You know? Code for chill out, chill out, as in like get life. <laughs> she was like, you can just take it easy. Like you've only been here a couple you know. of weeks. Like just, you know, get to know the place. And, you know, I was like, okay. Um, but you know, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to just do really well. And, you know, after, four months of being there, there was a opportunity, there was an opportunity for a promotion and she told me to go for it. And I was like, no, I was like, no way. I am not ready for it. There's no way I can go for this manager role. Um, no, I've only been here a few months. I can't do it. You know, the people who are in that role have like, they're like 10 years older than me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, with her persuasion, she actually, you know, persuaded me to go for this promotion and I was really obviously uncomfortable. I was kind of freaking out in the interview, but I got the job. I actually got, I landed the role and I was like, wow, okay. Um, again, even being in that role, I just felt like, why am I here? You know, I don't deserve yeah. to be here. Everyone's been here so many more years than I, than I have. And then when I landed the role at Public Health England, and that was a senior role within the, the team, um, yeah. I honestly felt like, I got the job because I just did amazingly in the interview. Like, I, and I know I, well, I'm not, again, I've got to blow my own trumpet. You know, I know that I did really well. I heard like great feedback. They're like, you did amazingly mm. in that interview. And I could even see, you know, their faces. So wow. I actually felt like, wow, I was just, cause I learned how to do interviews, by the way, that's another story for another time. I used to hate interviews. I used to freak mm. out at interviews, but I learned how to infinite, infinite <laughs> interview really confidently mm. and you know, how to get a job. And so, I, I just felt like, wow, I must have done really well in an interview to get this job. Mm. How am I here? You know, maybe I just made a really good impression, first impression. Yeah. And so I, I really, you know, carried that as well, even being in that role. And then I had to, you know, as you were saying as well, I had to remind myself of like, no, I worked hard to get here. I had the skills. I, you know, I'm, all, you know, I, I, I'm always putting myself out of my comfort zone. I'm, you know, I'm saying yes to opportunities. I'm asking for opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. I'm asking to attend meetings that I haven't been invited to. I'm like, hey, can I join you? Hey, can I contribute? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, it's, it's, and then it's just kind of reminding myself that I do deserve to be here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like what you said, it's just so, so, <laughs> it's so encouraging and inspirational. Like there's just so many things to pull out of that because you mentioned um the fact that you thought oh it's because of my interview that i'm here yeah. and we are we are our own, like nothing is good enough 
we are our own harshest critic. Okay, so before you would have condemned yourself for not being great at interviews. Now that you're great at interviews, you're condemning yourself because it's the interview that got you into the job. Like what is, nothing is good enough. So it just goes to show you that like that voice, just been it, been it all the way because it's not in any way, shape or form helpful. And also with the uh, like own harshest critic thing. So um, like, you're thinking along the lines of like being technically proficient, like knowing your stuff, like being an expert. Oh, I'm not good enough. I, you know, I shouldn't be here. Well, how do you know that the team didn't necessarily want someone who didn't just have the technical um, proficiency, but they also had that confidence. They also were young, were vibrant. They brought a fresh energy. They saw things in it with a different perspective, with a different light. You don't see yourself when you're engaging with others. You just hear yourself speaking. You just think, oh, that you know, they're not taking on what I'm saying. No, they're like, wow, like she's really fresh. She's really vibrant. She really seems as though like she has really great ideas to change the way in which we work, and she understands it within the context of our topical area. So therefore, like yeah. you know, that is in in and of itself. You're adding. So when you think of it in your own mind, it's like. The, the criteria that's being used is completely false, is what I'm saying. The, the criteria that you're judging yourself up against is false as to why you shouldn't be there. It's crazy. No, definitely. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, exactly. They hired me because I had a lot of experience in engagement, in creating communities. There we go. Exactly. Partnerships from my previous role. But I couldn't really understand that. I was like, you know, what, what do they see in me? I, and I thought of it in terms of years, but it's not... Why do we base it on years, for example? You yeah. having five years of experience, um, you, know, you could have six months of experience and that gives you way more of uh, experience than if you were doing something for five years. True, um, so true. And that actually brings me, that actually kind of links on to even, you know, I'll be really honest, even when I started my business and I started the coaching, mm. um, this is actually something I experienced then as well. One of the things that, you know, was on my mind was, okay, well, I'm like young, I'm very young. I'm in my mid twenties. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people might think, well, who are you to be talking about life and life experience and confidence? What experience do you have? And it was really something I, I used to think about a lot. And, mm. you know, then I had to really just, you know, shift from within my own head to, to looking at what people were saying to me. And, you know, I very early on in, in my business, I started working with clients who were in, even in their 40s and 50s. You know, most women I work with are between 25 and 30, 40, mm-hmm. but I had clients in their like late 40s and 50s. And, you know, they said to me, I, I want to work with you because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, you, you're vibrant, you have this fresh energy, you look at things in a different perspective. I yeah. want to learn that. Mm. And so I was just like, wow, why am I thinking about age as a, as a problem? If anything, I'm going to use it to my advantage. Exactly. And, you know, it doesn't matter about the years. All I, all I know is that I have the knowledge. I have the skills. I'm able to help mm. people, women, with building their self-confidence, mm. loving themselves more, knowing who they are. It doesn't matter that I'm not 40 or yeah. 50. I've been on my own personal development journey for years. And that, exactly. you know, is and learned so much. And that is what I bring to the table. But I think it's... God, you've got to own where you are at that time. Mm, definitely, for real. Yes, there's so much in that, like own your space. And hey, as you said, age is not an indication of maturity. I mean, there are some people who are like, you know, whatever age and who haven't necessarily taken the time in, in their lives to take time out and just process where they are in their personal growth journey um, and just look at their own personal and professional development so in, in comparison that would make you in, in some some aspects in some aspects more mature um and also i just want to bring out the fact that like what's the worst case scenario like what is the absolute worst case scenario the worst case scenario is okay you um fall flat on your face um and you don't you know, they ask you a question you don't know okay fine did you die <laughs> did you die did you <laughs> As in, like, let's just yeah. say you, you didn't, you don't have the ideas, you don't, you, you know, you're, you're out of your depth. By virtue of the fact that you, let's, you go home and you say, I, I didn't know I was out of my depth, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to learn. Absolutely. You see, it's all about the attitude. It's all about the heart. It's all about, okay, um, okay I'm going to be humble about this um, because I really, this means a lot to me. 
I'm not here for a joke. I, I wanna, the fact that you feel so emotionally attached to the situation shows you care, actually. Um, it's, it's another way, it's another means of showing that you do care, you do want to deliver, like you do care about, you know, making sure you add something that is, is helpful. Um, so by virtue of the fact you go away, you, you learn your stuff, I think it, it's another thing that qualifies you because there are so many, so many people, out, people out there. I'm telling you, Ali, particularly in the development world, they don't know what they're talking about. As in, like, they don't know, like they they will they will get flown. There's, I studied this. They will they will fly from this country to Africa or wherever, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a consultant. I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm a, I'm a this. I'm a that. Mm. And the people there are like they're too polite to necessarily um, say. They're just like, okay, yeah. it's fine. There's an element of like I guess humility that you have to have. Like I don't know it all, and I think if you have humility, then anything is possible. There is still hope. But if you if you're proud and you're arrogant and you're like, oh, I know everything. Yeah. You know, no one can tell me anything. Um, I haven't done all my homework. I, I know that I I didn't necessarily get here, one hundred percent. Um, with experience and merit and all of the, this jazz, which is sometimes the case. And fine, that's cool. Um but I'm not going to do anything to, to, to back myself up. I think that's a problem. That's what you need to be concerned about. But I don't think people oh, yeah. that are like listening to this fall into that category. No, that's really great what you said. I mean, that's really the difference between confidence and arrogance. You know, confidence is having that humility, as you said, and confidence is knowing that, hey, I don't know everything. And people often ask me, you know, when they're about to give a presentation, for example, and they're like, what do I say if... You know, someone asks me a question and I don't know the answer. Should I just say something? I'm like, mm. no. The best thing you can do, and I've seen leaders, like even when I was at mm. public health, I saw, you know, national leaders do this. Mm. You know, they would say, you know what, that's a really great question. Um, thank you for that question. Um, to be honest, I don't fully know the answer to that. Mm. I, I want to be able to give you the best response. So, you know, let me get back to you. You know, let me take your details and let me, you know, come back with you either, you know, later on today, tomorrow, whenever. And I think it's just so much more, you know, people aren't then going to turn around and think, oh my God, you don't know the answer because you've owned the fact that you don't know the answer. It's way better than, you know, waffling and made, doing yeah. some made up answer. And then the kind of respect also goes down because they, you know, the trust goes down because I think you've just made up something. So we trust true. you a lot more if you just kind of own the fact that you don't know you're human. We're all human. Just mm. be honest. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's true. And I can, I can think, I can think of so many times where I've been like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> whoa. Like, do not be afraid to just be like, like, bro, like, you got the wrong person because yeah. that is not me. I do not know. I remember I was invited to give a talk um, on like um, disproportional health outcomes in Black Asian, Black and Asian communities with COVID. And um, they were like, oh, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Can you talk about this? And you know, public health, you know, this. And I was like, hey, 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 yeah. hey. Please, that's not my bag. This is what I do know, and yeah. this is what I don't know. If you want to talk about this, if you want to talk about A, I can cover A. But if you want to talk about B, it's better that I tell you now that I do not know, and I, but I can get you someone who does know. Because I'm not doing that. That's when yeah. you're going to make it worse on yourself. Absolutely. You know, it's when you're going to make it worse yourself. It's like you said, people will not trust you. People, the feedback will be sketchy. People, you, you know, it, it, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Stick to what you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's a huge confidence builder is like knowing what you're good at as well. Um, and thriving on that. And I think knowing that you're not going to be good at everything, by the way, you don't need to be good at everything. No one is good at everything. Mm. Know what you are good at and really work on honing on that skill and excelling in that area. Yeah, definitely. And it's like um, my, my mentor says, um, and I encourage those of you out there, get a mentor, 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 um, get, get a coach. That we can, this is something we need to get into. But like my mentor says, um, it's okay to be a generalist, but being a specialist is, is even better. Because when you, um, when a certain topic comes up, people will think, of you and do do keep that in mind you're like if you feel that you are an imposter you're in a situation you're like oh i don't know i don't know like i mentioned going back and reading your stuff and saying i'm going to own this space this space this is my space this is my topic this is my bag i'm mm -hmm. going to get to know this 
is so so valuable but yeah i mean just to quickly touch on with the mentoring thing um it's it's another thing it's another hack as well i am gonna have to do plug 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 mentors and coaches people mentors and coaches mentors who you surround yourself with definitely has such a massive influence on your 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 personal um narrative and the monologue that goes on inside of your brain who you allow access to your mind mm. and and that kind of side of you is so important and i would encourage you get a mentor a professional mentor get a coach who can help you develop the skills that you need to 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 develop in order to move past where you are like i um i started up with alia shout out to <laughs> coaching shout out shout out shout out go girl and that was really good because again moving back to the whole um cynical me thing what coaching I'm, do you remember Ali when you first mentioned coaching to me I was like what, do you, what are you talking about yeah like what is uh, it <laughs> what, what, I, don't, I don't need a coach I'm, I'm fine um but actually I, it was good thank you so much because you really helped me see the value the value of coaching um and just like what it can do and just if, the, the very fact that you invested you thought enough of yourself to invest in yourself to get someone to help you develop the skills to get beyond where you are in your professional and personal life do you know how much that adds to your self-esteem mm. just the act of even getting a coach we're not talking about developing the working with them that's that's a whole nother level yeah. just signing the contract to start the coaching <laughs> adding points to your self-esteem and then you now have to work with them so valuable but yeah get a coach get a mentor um even if you can't necessarily like afford one find someone who you respect in your field and have a personal conversation with them and say please you know once a month or once a fortnight can you just have like a half an hour one hour 45 minute conversation with me find out how i'm doing and um you know just help me along my journey it's really powerful what you said about um even just taking that step really build self-esteem um and you know so many women who um, sign up to work with me often say, you know, I've never asked for help before. I've never, you know, I've always thought about doing this on my own. This is something very new to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just acknowledge the fact that like, well done, you know, you've, you know, you've realized that you don't have to do it all alone. This right here is self-love, like you gifting yourself, having mm-hmm. some support and knowing that, Hey, I don't have to figure this all out and, yeah. and, you know, plow through on my own. It's okay for me to have help and support that right there is, is self-love. So I love that you kind of touched on that, that even just saying yes to making the decision is, is great for your self-esteem. Mm, it, it totally, totally is. And like, like, I don't know where this fallacy comes from, this idea that you just need to be this all singing, all dancing superwoman. I'm going to say right now, this whole superwoman thing, count me out. I'm not involved in this superwoman yes. thing. Oh, yeah. I am a modern day woman. I really am. I'm independent, all of this stuff. But let me tell you something. I don't want to be treated the same as no man. I want to be treated better, okay? <laughs> I'm a queen. Yeah. I'm a queen. I can do everything. I can multitask. I can hustle. I can do everything. But sometimes the queen likes to chill. She likes to, you know, take it. The, the queen wants to say, I don't have the answers today for you, okay? take that away and sort it out and come back to me another time because I can't today. Um, You don't have to know everything. And sometimes the wisest thing is to surround yourself with people that, that do know the answers to the questions that you do not have the answers to Um, and move with them. Just move with them. Smart people surround themselves with people that are sometimes even smarter than they are. Um, Ask all the millionaires and billionaires. They don't have all the answers, but they surround themselves with very, very good people. Yeah. I love the quote that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. She said it. Yeah. She said it. That's it. How you are you just... going to learn? How, how exactly. are you going to learn otherwise? How are you going to learn? You be around people who challenge your way of thinking as well in, in, a, in a healthy way that make you think differently, that help you to grow, that help, you, help to stretch you. It's so exactly. powerful. It is. Hence the reason why maybe being at that, that table where you think you're the most junior person or maybe the most underqualified is a healthy thing for you. You're not seeing it in the right way. You know, like if you, you may be in that room, you are you may not be the smartest person. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. Maybe it's time for you to grow. Yeah. Maybe you great. are in the right place. It is a great opportunity to learn. If you're somewhere where you can learn, then you're definitely in the right place. I love it. 
oh, I love it. So, so true. I'm actually thinking of spaces where I'm in and I'm like, ah, okay, I'm, it's time to be stretched. That's so good. <laughs> so good. That's really awesome. So really, you know, I think this kind of wraps up this conversation today. But, you know, Anna, do you have any, you know, kind of last words, last bits of food for thought that you can share with um, our listeners today? Alia, you know me, I don't have last words. We could be here for another two hours. Okay. So what I want to tell you is straight off of the cuff, you know, like, if you feel that you are an imposter, please, 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 I encourage you to completely reframe that mindset. Reframe, reframe, reframe. Think of it as just your system triggering you to just take the opportunity to say, hey, I'm in a new space that calls for growth. It calls for growth and a new level of investment. I need to invest in myself in a way that I never have before. I need to invest in a way in which I think that is healthier because right now, I'm being triggered to manifest behaviors that are not like me at all. They, they exude fear. They exude reje- rejection. This is not good. I need to look at this. Um, it's, a, it's a call to, to maybe go away and say, I'm in a space that calls for me to, to stretch, to learn something new and own my space, own my topic, own my bag. And finally, get a coach, get a mentor. Oh, I know a coach. Her name is Ali Raja. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, invest and invest, invest and reframe, reframe. And you know what? I am so proud of you. I, if, if no one's told you they're proud of you, I will tell you I am proud of you. Okay? It's going to be fine. We are not imposters. We are awesome. Oh, that's so lovely. That is just the perfect way to end this today. Oh, thank you, yeah. Anna. You've literally been incredible. Um, it's been so much fun as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, For all of you listening, you know, if you have any questions or, you know, any feedback uh, that you even want to share with Anna about this podcast, then, you know, I'll put her email address in the description. Feel free to just drop her an email um, with any thoughts, any questions that you have. She'd be happy to, yeah, answer any questions. Um, So thank you so much, Anna, and all of you listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Yay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified when each episode is released. And if you have any friends or family who you know would really benefit from this episode, then do share it with them too. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes to share your feedback. To delve even deeper into building your confidence and self-love, or if you'd like to join our amazing Women Who Flourish community, head over to my website where you can find all the details on how to become a member, as well as videos and my social media handles. I hang out on Instagram a lot, so if you have any questions or if you'd like to share any thoughts on any of the episodes, feel free to drop me a message there on coach underscore Alia. See you on the next episode.